What is up, everybody? This is Abundant Thinking. I'm your host, Elon Gelfand. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time, this is my first episode. So this means a lot that you guys are taking the time to listen to what I have to say. Today, we are going to be diving into the book Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Uh, Marcus Aurelius is a Roman emperor, for those of you that don't know. Uh, He's also a Stoic philosopher from 161 to 180 AD. And essentially, being the emperor came with a lot. So he wrote notes to himself to reflect and kind of keep himself level-headed, you know, accountable and sane. And interestingly enough, this book is important. We're not sure if it was meant to be published. It wasn't Marcus Aurelius directly who ended up publishing the book. So an argument could be made that this book could never have been published, but thank God that it did get published because a lot of lessons to be taken away from it. We're going to dissect it here in a second. And I think it's very important to understand the fundamentals of these of this book because it will allow you to have a certain mentality in certain situations. So today for the first episode, what we're going to do is just go over a little bit of the book, kind of an overview of it my personal opinions on it, and I have a pretty hefty list of quotes that I want to read out so you guys can get a general idea of what you're getting yourself into when you get this book. So overall, for an overview of the book, I just want to say that this is my favorite book that I have ever read in my entire life. I bought this book about a year and a half ago. I've read it multiple times now. I've highlighted, I've taken notes, you know, 10 bucks on Amazon. It is the best purchase you can make. I I would highly recommend anybody to do it. And I always keep this book with me. When I go to classes, I keep this in my backpack. When I, when I go places, I keep it with me. It's always handy so that if I ever have a couple minutes, I can just open the book rather than scrolling on social media and just see a quick quote or something that I highlighted earlier. And it would snap me back to reality because I feel like now in this day and age, we're all on autopilot. You know, we're always scrolling on social media when we have a couple seconds, when we're waiting in line at McDonald's, you know, <laughs> as funny as it sounds, but you're going to open your phone, you're going to scroll through your Instagram. And I'm not going to say that I'm going to pull out a book every time and read, but it's the ultimate takeaway from this book is to have yourself a certain type of philosophy. Now I wrote something down and this is one of the most important things I will say in this entire book. And it's actually said in the beginning before before we even see Marcus Aurelius's notes and his different philosophical takes, if you will. It says, Marcus doesn't offer us a means of achieving happiness, but only a means of resisting pain. The stoicism of the book is merely a defensive philosophy, which I thought was absolutely in- extraordinary. Um, I'm going to say that one more time, a little bit faster this time though. Marcus doesn't offer us a means of achieving happiness, but only a means of resisting pain. Now, although this quote is extremely self-explanatory, I just want to dive into this a little bit and highlight this because this really changed the way that I looked at this book when I read it. And essentially, it's saying that this book isn't meant for us to live a fulfilled life and, you know, get everything that we ever dreamed of, get our dream home, have, you know, our dream friends, dream 
partner, etc. But it's how not to get the things that you don't want. So how to resist pain. So another example of this would be if it were to come for from the aspect of your life that comes to your job, Marcus Aurelius isn't saying that to live or to work your dream job, he's just saying, because working your dream job is achieving happiness, right? Marcus doesn't offer us a means of achieving happiness, but only a means of resisting pain. So he's not telling us to work our dream job, but he's telling us how not to work our most hated job. And we'll get into quotes in a second, so it'll make more sense. But that's essentially what I had written down. I thought that was very interesting. Marcus doesn't offer us a means of achieving happiness, but only a means of resisting pain. Current themes that were very common in this book are the overall idea that death should not be fear. It is merely natural and part of the process of life. And I, I really resonate with this because I personally am not somebody who fears death, and I've never feared death. I you know, some people are very scared of dying, whether it be what comes after or just obviously, you know, the process, the emotional damage that it might cause your loved ones. However, it's going to happen to everybody, right? And Marcus argues that, you know, it's not only is it natural and going to happen to everybody, but it's something that you have to accept because if you can't, if you're not going to accept it, you're going to live your life scared and kind of hiding, you know, shying away from the things that you could be doing. And I thought that was interesting. Soon you will be dead and none of it will matter. So that's kind of going along with what I right, previously said. It was just a quote was directly from the book. Uh, so like I mentioned before, death shouldn't be feared. It's merely natural and part of the process of life. And then the actual quote that says, soon you'll be dead and none of it will matter. And on top of that, I think not only will none of it matter, but you're just a small spectacle in life. You know, you're as bad as it sounds, but Marcus constantly argues it. You are going to be forgotten very quickly. You know, uh, he had a point in his book where he was saying how, you know, people will argue that you're not going to be forgotten because your loved ones are going to carry your throne. But, you know, how often are they going to go to your grave? How often are they going to mourn you? How often are they going to really visit you? Uh, and eventually you're just going to be another dead person. And then he also emphasizes vanity and worthlessness of earthly concerns. So overall, just not stressing about the small things in life that you can't control and also having too much pride. He's saying he was a very humble, humble person. And he, he always, he constantly wanted to be reminded of the fact that you, there's so many things in life, so many different factors that worrying about such small ones aren't going to do you any good and they're just going to be small ticks that you're going to have to get rid of on your own and they're going to cloud your your brain you're not going to be able to think straight and also so i heard a very good example of this um was that marcus hired a servant that would sit behind him and would whisper into his ear you're just a man you're just a man Whenever Marcus would be getting applaud, applauded for something or whether he was getting critiqued on something, this servant would whisper into his ear, you are just a man. You're just like everybody else. So don't don't be too prideful. Don't be too confident. Understand understand what you can do, your abilities and your and your limitations as well. 
but understand that you are just a man and you're no different from anybody else and nobody is as different as you. And he constantly talks about the quote. He'll start with a lot of sentences. When you have trouble getting out of bed, dot, dot, dot. I think this is very interesting because it allows you to see he kind of he usually follows it up with something that has a purpose so i'll give you guys a good example one of the quotes he said and i'm just paraphrasing here but he said when you have trouble getting out of bed remember you know something along along the lines of you're you're alive you're a man what else do you have to complain about like this is your job your duty to get up and work so a lot of things like that we have trouble getting out of bed kind of just finding your purpose it's like you know finding what you're what you're passionate about and taking it throughout your life and letting it guide you as well. And then uh, one of the most common recurrences of what he talks about, and this is my personal favorite, is guiding people through their mistakes rather than making fun of them. This, in my opinion, is extremely powerful because, I mean, for obvious reasons, guiding people through their mistakes rather than making fun of them. So many people are so quick to judge when somebody makes a mistake, but Marcus constantly argues that we're all human. We all make mistakes, which I think every single person knows. Everybody knows we all make mistakes and people make mistakes as well. But people just can't help but make fun of others at the expense of their feelings just to make themselves feel better. You know, it's it's sad in a way because people get people are so I'll, I'll say this. People nowadays care so much about what others think. And the fact that they're getting judged for literally everything doesn't help either because when you're getting judged for something that you do, even if you love to do it, it can discourage you to keep trying and keep pushing because unfortunately, people care what others think and it's not easier said than done to just throw everybody's opinions out the window. And it comes with a sense of growth and maturity to stop caring what people think, but it takes people a lot longer than... Obviously, everybody wants it to, and even adults care what others think. It's not, it's a very big issue. And being able to help people through their mistakes rather than judging them is going to help so much because if you had somebody there with you to help to hold your hand and guide you through a problem rather than making fun of you, talking behind your back, laughing at you, it would give you so much confidence as a person and you'd be able to build up a relationship with the person that's helping you as well all right so now i just wanted to go into some quotes that i had written down i had a good amount of them but i think these are very important and they're they resonate with me a lot so i hope you guys can enjoy them so the first one is even if you're going to live three thousand more years or 10 times that remember you cannot lose another life than the one you're living now now, when I first heard this, this was crazy because I always thought, you know, people are always thinking, I want to live longer. I want to do this, all, all of that stuff, you know, in that certain category of area of life. People always, people always want more. They're never happy. They want an abundance of something, even if they have enough of it and they're satiated, you know? So it kind of goes to show that everybody has one life. And even if you are to live a hundred thousand years, if you get killed, you're going to die. You only have one life. Don't waste the rest of your time here worrying about other people. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier about people caring. And I'm not going to argue and say that I don't care what people think. I I'm, I recognize that that is something I'm trying to work on. And truly, 
I'm trying to get better at and only time will tell. And that's the only way for me to get better is over time to improve myself. But worrying about other people is, I think I have another quote down here about that. I'm going to get to that in a second, but it's so much extra hassle to have to worry about every single small thing that you do and what other people are going to think about it. Oh, should I wear these pants? Should I do this? Should I eat this? What are people going to think? When in reality, people are in their own heads as well. You know, people say, don't, don't care whether people like you or not, because most people don't even like themselves. All right. So going on to the third quote, you need to avoid certain things in your train of thought, everything random, everything irrelevant. It's kind of, this is more going off of a straightforward view, just so you're able to get the things that you need to done, not being distracted by anything, which is easier said than done. I mean, as I'm recording this podcast for now, I have so many things on my desk. I have a banana that I really want to eat, but that's, that's besides the point. Your ability to control your thoughts, treat it with respect. This one's very important. And I know I say that about every single one, but Marcus takes the time to highlight the fact that your everything is in your head, no matter what, you know, what you, the decisions you made, the decisions you make come from your brain. The, the things that you do come from the brain. Every single thing comes from the brain. So being able to control your thoughts is extremely important because that's what leads you to your emotions. You know, first you have your thoughts and I know in psychology, there's different schools of thoughts that argue different things, but thoughts come first, then emotions come after that. And, you know, if you are to think about something, for example, if you're having a good day and then you think of something bad, maybe something that happened to you previously or somebody, you know, your ex-partner breaking up with you, then your emotions are going to follow that. So on the flip side, if you're able to control your thoughts and think of positive things, you'll be able to not only stimulate your emotions, but maybe even get some actions going as well, because you might feel motivated to get something done. Or is it your reputation that's bothering you? But look at how soon we are all forgotten. That quote is going back to the fact that we're all going to die. We only live one life and do with your life what you can, you know, live it up if you want to. Some things people like more than others, but you've got to got to do what you got to do. This is a good quote that has to do with the last quote that I read for your ability to control thoughts treated with respect, that things have no hold on the soul. They stand there unmoving outside it. Disturbance comes only from within, from our own perceptions. Mm, this is a very good one. Very good one. Yeah. You can't be bothered by something if you don't let it bother you. There's another quote that I remember from this book. It was if you're if you're not harmed, if you choose not to be harmed, you won't you won't feel harmed. If you won't feel harmed, you haven't been harmed. Something along those lines of paraphrasing again. But yeah. That sort of person is bound to do that. You might as well resent a fig tree for secreting juice. This one is this one's is good as well. Just for the fact that I like how I think it's not talked about enough, the fact that people don't really change too often. So when it says that sort of person is bound to do that, you might as well resent a fig tree for screening juice. It's like, why are you surprised that the person did that in the first place? You should have known. You should have known he wasn't going to change his ways at all, him or her, apologies. But this, this person's not going to change. And it's silly of you to expect change, especially when you haven't gotten it the first couple of times. Think of yourself as dead. You have lived your life. Now take what's left and live it properly. This is more of a reframing one 
kind of allows you to back up a little bit and be like, okay, yeah, I guess if I were, if I were, you know, imagine yourself in the extreme, you're dead. You can't do anything else for the rest of your life. And now open your eyes and realize that you have so much potential for greatness, but are you going to realize it? It's silly to try to escape other people's faults. They're inescapable. Just try to escape your own. I'm going to get a couple more done and then I should be wrapping up. This is what you deserve. You could be good today, but instead you choose tomorrow. I think a lot of people, especially nowadays, push what they want to the side and they think to themselves, yeah, I'll get it done eventually or it'll come, all this. And you know, you got to do it today because doing the hard things today makes for a better tomorrow. And then the last one is my mind. What is it? What am I making of it? And what am I using it for? The mind is super powerful, guys. Don't forget. It's all your decisions are made. It's where all your urges are. It's everything is in the mind. Everything. I mean, I know David Goggins is an extreme example, but he's a perfect example as well. He, he pushes through everything no matter what happens. And he is also, he's a big fan of saying things along the lines of, you know, it's all in your head. You got to get it out. So using your brain for good, understanding that your limitations might just be your brain telling you, not your body telling you no. So that's going to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Great book, like I said. Read you guys a bunch of quotes, so hopefully one of, you, one of them resonates with you guys. Hopefully you find something overall interesting. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week.